we're all protecting you. We have, we have all protected, protected you. you. About my marriage? About what you told us about your marriage. With the mostest? We you told us. Okay, I don't know. Don't, don't ever so bring you guys around me like that. Let me tell you something, Heather. It's the only thing. If I want to see that, I would have wrote it. I mean, I'm not really sure what I've done to you, but I'm looking for you Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Hot and Bravo podcast on the Buttered Pop Network. It's Eddie Estrada here again with my co-host, Armin. Arms, how you doing? I'm good. Eddie just sitting over here at table 62, or is it table 61? Um, I don't know. You know, my mind's not so ageless anymore. Not so ageless, I guess. I don't know. If you guys don't know what we're talking about, it is Real Housewives of New York Reunion Part 2, which we are recapping this evening. Sorry for missing uh, part one, you guys. Uh, we we couldn't get it out in time, uh, but we're we're here for part two. We're we not got gonna... some technical issues. If you want to, we want to call someone out. Adobe, yeah, Adobe. We're you, blam- got, you got a bad update. We're putting it on you, audition. Putting it on okay. blast, Aud- audition. I thought it was audience. I don't know our editing <laughs> programs. Audition, audience, whatever you are, Adobe. We're calling you out. Yeah, I actually uninstalled it and then reinstalled an older version. That works now. That works. So we're good so to go. So we won't be missing any more podcasts. Um, we've got Potomac and Southern Charm coming this week. We still got a bunch this we've week out, ton. though. Yeah, we got the Peter Madrigal interview. Yes. If you Housewives guys, Herstory. If you guys haven't checked out the Peter Madrigal interview, he had a lot, a lot to say. And we were eating it all up. <laughs> if you guys like the Housewives Herstories, part one just came out on your feed. But if you want all three parts early, go to our Patreon at patreon.com slash hot and bravoed and... You guys can get all three parts right now. Listen through, listen through again, listen through one more time because you will miss things and you'll go back and you'll be like, oh, I forgot Eddie had a conspiracy theory about Kim Richards. Um, that is That one is insane. wild. I mean, it's not, I mean, it's a blind, a deep blind. And I say that and I just explained to you what blinds are that they're like. Yeah, blind items. Yeah. They're blind items. So don't come after me. I'm not slandering. I'm not saying it's true. I'm just saying uh, we're around town. Uh-huh. We're all, on the street. All three parts will be available by July 25th. But like Eddie said, you can access them now. And you can also get other stuff that's just exclusive to Patreon, like Peter Madrigal's bonus interview where he told a kind of funny story about Selena Gomez. Oh, see, I was going to say he does Fuck, Mary Kill with the Witches of WeHo, which right. is also great. That one was kind of controversial, the it way was. he answered it. Yes. I guess you have to listen to find out. All right, but <laughs> beyond any of that, the We're here to talk Roni. of NYC My really brought it franchise. last night. I know it's your favorite franchise. Um, I love it so much. And let's start where they started, which was the crucifixion of <laughs> Ramona Singer. Well-deserved. well well deserved. Expose her for all the lies. Mentioned it all, Armin. All Mentioned the transgressions. It all. We were calling it out all season, and I was worried that they weren't actually going to hold her accountable at the reunion. But boy, did they hold her accountable! Not only for this season, but for her history of saying terrible things. Because it wasn't just the lies; it was also some of the very cruel things she said, including about Dennis. Yes. And I mean, basically every lie she's trying to get out of. And she's like, first is the her kissing uh, Harry Dubin, which was Ramona's ex-boyfriend, what, 30 years ago? And she's like, oh, Oh, Sonia, sorry. And Ramona's like, oh, nothing. We're just cousins. We're like kissing cousins. I don't know. Cousins kiss. And everyone's like, what are you talking about? Like, and Sonia, Sonia was so great with the offhand quips all evening. That's her reunion strategy, by the way. I've I've noticed this. She doesn't actually get in the mix very much at the reunions. Mm-hmm. 
And I remember we had that whole conversation last year back on Butter Pop where we talked about how Sonia is very not engaged in reunions. No, she's drinking off to the side, yep. firing off quips, letting people know where it's at, and then just being like, whatever. It's still yeah, fun. Yeah, piece of work, singer. I love her presence, but she's rarely ever like one of the most combative people. That title usually belongs to a Bethany or a Ramona. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Um, and Bethany was kind of getting on Ramona. I mean, because they, Ramona deserved it. They do. I mean, they bring up the table 61, table 62. And that's where the line comes where Ramona says, my mind is not so angelous anymore. And Bethany, she loves it. She's cracking up. She's like, the award goes to, and then she's like, that's a reach yes. around. Yes. It is a fucking reach. Stop, Ramona. You knew you were lying. We we see it on tape. We see the lie tra- transpire on tape. She's like, I don't know, sixty one or sixty two. They sound the same, and they're like, you literally clarified, and then went to the other table. Exactly. And she's like, I shouldn't swear on my daughter's life because I don't know things anymore. And it's like, no, just don't lie, and then you won't have to worry about swearing on someone's life. Don't. She can't be say sorry. Deceitful. Yeah, of course. She, she never says right, sorry. Right. Right. Right, right, right. I was like, am I watching them freaking like seagulls from Nemo? Mine, 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 mine. No, it's right, 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 right. Like, or she you know, says, you're right. I can't believe I said that. And what else, Ramona? Finish the sentiment. She's not going to do it. She's never going to apologize. And she's, like, and she's like, maybe I'll change. Maybe I'll change. And Andy's like, no, let's go through the list. Here's literally every single season where we have the same exact conversation. I loved that recap. Right. I loved that throwback of every single year. You had 2008? 2010, 2014, 15, 16, and 17 in flashbacks. And that was actually in reference to the fact that she can be cruel. Yes. And she always says, oh, I'm going to change. I can't believe those words came out of my mouth. I need to to stop letting my mouth run. I need to make sure I censor myself a bit more. You know, not all people will get what I'm saying. Well, bitch, when are you going to learn? It's been 11 years. I mean, I think she's, you know, I think she's on her uh, last leg. Uh, you can't teach an old dog new tricks. I you can't, and I mean we, we've we we've been talking about how there's been kind of a push from the housewives to do a younger cast. We've seen a lot of yep. younger women coming in. There are rumors that Ramona is going to be demoted to friend of, or possibly off the off, cast entirely. Honestly, deserved. She does not want to film. She well, let's clarify. Let's be accurate. She wants to film for five minutes. She yes. wants to show up. Get so her time she, in. So she meets her obligation and then leave right as the event begins. Go That's on a not date, how it works. go see someone else. She's trying to do her own life while doing the show. And and we'll get into this later. But them calling out Tinsley on being like, you're not showing enough of your life. You're not showing enough of this. Um, Hello, where's everyone calling out Ramona? Yeah, who's she deserves sneak, it. Who's sneaking off? Who, who's the man that's in your bed tonight? Who? What's happening with your daughter? Word on the street is that Ramona's daughter had her formal for her college, and she brought her mom and a date, and the date made out with Ramona, and the only reason the guy went out on the date with Avery was to get with Ramona, and they made out at the end of the night, and Avery was crying in a corner. So the story checks out. <laughs> Here's the thing with Ramona. That story could be... False. wildly wildly inaccurate totally or, or totally false maybe there's not even one element of truth to that maybe avery didn't even go to a formal right but here's the thing i i am willing to believe that about her that is how terrible her reputation is and if you are ramona you have to look in the mirror and wonder okay 
why are people saying these things about me and why are they believing them? You have to reflect on yourself, Ramona, uh, because this isn't, by the way, the first Ramona Avery story or the last one. There was another Ramona Avery story. About the surf lodge that even Andy thought was true. That even Andy Cohen thought was true about you. Do you want to break that one down real quick? Yeah, so basically John Legend had this huge concert at Surf Lodge in Hamptons last weekend and it was like so hard to get tickets. People were dying to like get into it. Very, very hard to get into. The rumor was that Ramona had one ticket into VIP, ditched Avery and her friend at the door and went into VIP next to the stage and everything by herself. And there's a video of Ramona kind of going in and kind of looking back and Avery being stuck and watching her mom as her mom's kind of gallivanting into the VIP by herself, which would, to the common eye, be like, okay, so you ditched your daughter. But Andy asked on Watch What Happens Live, we need to know, did you ditch Avery at the John Legend concert? And she said, no, that's false. There's Instagram stories of Avery right by the stage. She was there. It happened. She made it in. But that's not the point of the story. The point of the story is that we'll believe all the stupid, mean, cruel shit that is said about Ramona because Ramona is stupid, cruel, and mean. She gives us reason to believe these things. It's like we are watching it on the reunion, like right in front of her eyes. Yeah, to me, it's it's not an indictment on... The people. It's not an indictment on the on the viewers uh, who are believing all these stories about Ramona, some of which are true, some of which are false. It's an indictment on Ramona because if that same story came out about Bethany, very few people would believe it. Of course, there's always people out there who don't fact check at all, who have like zero BS detector. But most people would question a story about uh, that was of that ilk with Bethany. We don't even think twice with Ramona. And that, that reflects poorly on Ramona. I also want to touch on the fact that we spoke about this. Ramona feels like she's living in a fantasy world. Like the show and her real life are two separate things, which they are not. And for that point, she that's why she didn't invite Sonia and Dorinda to her birthday party was because they're her friends on the show. So if they are invited the show's going to come with them. The cameras will be there. They'll be filming Ramona's birthday party. And Ramona's like, no, no, I just wanted a private event. I didn't want any of the hustle bustle. I didn't want any of that. I wanted, and they're like, well, you're on reality TV. It's an event. They're Ramona and, or they're Sonia and Dorinda's friends that you're going behind the backs of to invite. And Tinsley goes one step further and was like, it was all over your Insta story. It was all over Facebook, all over Twitter. And you want to keep it private. It's, it's a, it's a secret event. Yeah, yeah, because bullshit. Ramona kept saying, I just wanted it to be personal for me. I just wanted it to be personal. Well, it wasn't that personal. You were you were doing Instagram live throughout the whole damn thing. Yeah, and I love how they were like, well, then why didn't you say that on the show? Like, why did, And she's like, I can't break the third world. I can't break the third line. <laughs> and I was, my jaw hit the floor. <laughs> Honey, it's the fourth wall. Oh, that was great. And you know what's you know what's sad is that like we all kind of have like the Ramona translator built into us. Oh yeah, I knew exactly what which, she was saying. Yeah, I knew exactly what she meant. We have the same thing with Jax Taylor. You have the right. same thing with me. I might not say it right, <laughs> but you get what I'm trying to get at. I always get it. The Ramonaisms, the Jaxisms, the Eddieisms. It's all the same. <laughs> you know what's funny is me and Ramona are both Scorpios. I Jax is a Cancer, which blows my mind, but not really because he is kind of emotional and moody, but I don't know much about astrology. All you need to know is me, Bethany, and Ramona, Scorpio sisters. <laughs> See, I like being grouped with Bethany. I don't like being grouped with Ramona. But like, 
You know what? You know what the thing is, is I see more of myself in Ramona sometimes. Not in the mean instances, but the moments where she's like, look how hot I am. Do you want to put this out there? Eddie? Look how hot I am. Look at okay, my maybe, ass. Yeah, yeah. My maybe arms. in that sense. Yeah, that's totally you. That <laughs> I like stood up and was doing the whole Ramona. All right, let's move to... Real quick, though, I did feel bad for Sonia. Yes. In that instance, um, because as she said, she's like, what am I, your reality TV friend? Oh, I'm re- your reality TV friend. And I think Bethany made this point. They do tons of lunches and dinners and outings during the filming season that do not get filmed. Exactly. Because they are all friends. Ramona and Sonia's friendship predates the show. Uh, Most of theirs. I think Bethany is one of the ones that met a lot of them on the show. You know, Bethany met Dorinda on the show, whereas Dorinda knew Ramona for many, many years before the show. Dorinda knew Luann for many, many years before the show. But whatever. They are all friends. So they are going to go out a lot and not every time is going to be filmed. So Ramona making the excuse that, oh, if I invited you guys, then we'd have to film, just has no merit. That excuse is utter BS. If Ramona told production, I don't want to film, then it's not going to be filmed. So invite your close friends. There was clearly more to that. Exactly. There, that, she wasn't being 100% honest. She's being a social climber, which Sonia called her out on. Yeah, she's like, you're trying to break into society, what, now at 70 years old? And everyone's like, and I, oop, oh. That was so shady oop. at 70 years old. And I love how she's like, oh, yeah, that friend of yours, like, we have many a tete-a-tete. And we at have the conversa- private club mm-hmm. where you're not at. And, yep. and Ramona just squints her face like. Mm-hmm. And Ramona had no pout. retort to that. Yeah, she was Because I think she knows she's like, huh. that she's still not on that echelon. And she never will be because look at the way she acts. Look at the way she, she has no class. But let's speak about class because uh, Luann had something to say and Dorinda had something to say back. So Andy gets into Dorinda, Sonia, and Ramona for the one of the most cringeworthy moments in Housewives history. And that is the... Wait, should we talk about the dentist comments or no? Oh my I mean, I, gosh. I, I, I totally forgot about the dentist comments because yeah. I was like, we ripped on Ramona enough. I mean, we have. She's, she says terrible shit. All I want to say about the dentist comments before we move into the speech is that Ramona tries to blame Bravo for yeah. airing the footage of her talking about Dennis instead of her apologizing for what she said about Dennis. And that goes to the whole point about how Ramona sees this world as like a fantasy world. Like she can say anything and do anything and there's no consequences. It's like, Ramona, you said that whether there were cameras or not, doesn't take away from how horrible it was for you to say that. Yes. And it, it makes me think, Eddie, to be honest, Ramona must say some really horrible things while the cameras aren't on her. But she never has to face the consequences of those horrible things that she says. Part of me doesn't think that's true. I know. I, th- I actually think she is way worse off camera than she is on camera. Well, the only reason I'm going to say maybe not is because a comment that we saw in the flashback where it shows her season one and she goes, well, I guess the reason I say all these things and I don't censor myself is because that makes me more fun to watch. She knows that it's going to get a rise out of people. She knows it's not the right thing to say, but she's going to say it anyways. I don't think so. I think that's her justifying... And also, what she said during season Bethany, one. It's her first year ever on reality Bethany TV. Bethany and Luann and Dorinda and Sonia are all still hanging out with her. If she was that vile of a person, they would not find any redeeming quality enough in her to continue associating with her. There's got to be another side of her. 
And there is. Oh, there is another side of her. We've seen it, right? When Bethany was really sick, Ramona was there. No, caring and I think for I her. think Ramona's a good person. I think, but I don't think she's that mean all the time. I think she definitely might play it up for the show. No, I'm not saying she's mean all the time. What I believe is that she, she said worse things. She can say really terrible things. But so can I. I guess everyone can. <laughs> but but here's the thing. Most people apologize for those things, right? And we don't have cameras on us. But if we say something and it, and it hurts someone else, what do we do? We apologize. What does Ramona do? Even when it's on camera, she's like, oh, it's Bravo's fault. It's the editor's fault. Yo, you still said that, Ramona. That is true. It doesn't matter that it was caught on camera. That's irrelevant. You said the thing. You did the thing. She's not upset about what she said. She's, she's upset that she got caught. Well, who isn't? Robert Durst. Um, <laughs> that dude relishes in getting caught. But let's get back to New York Loves Kiff's speech because Andy was cringed up by it. We were cringed up by it. I think anyone who watched New York episode with Birdie, Biddy, I can't remember her name. Neither can, can Ramona. Ramona. <laughs> hey! You owe, you owe me a Ramona Pinot Grigio. I, I guess I do, even though the Pinot Grigios are Tinsley's thing now. Yeah, they're out now. It's all about the Ramona vodka. Oh, God. I, which I've started doing, which is so bad. It's so bad. But Andy decides, you know, who better to ask about this traumatizing situation than the queen of class, the woman who wrote the book herself, <laughs> Countess Luann. And before she can get... Two words out. Dorinda's like, oh, shut up, Luann. <laughs> All this class and things. She's like, say that when you come to the Berkshires. I need yoga. I need fruit. I need water. Not the fish room. Declasse. Declasse. <laughs> I was living. I was like, real, good read, 100% true. Give me more Dorinda impressions. Dorinda's impressions are killing me. Because she is spot on with Luann because it's like you have no room to talk about having class when you're literally acting like the worst house guest in the entire world. Also, what I love is that they're so derivative. Like they are the most inaccurate impressions in terms of like the actual speech and enunciations, but it's like just the most heightened version of Luann. It's so funny. It's so Dorinda. You know, Dorinda, she's so free. She just does Dorinda. Dorinda's kind of getting on my nerves, though. Is she? Yeah, I See, feel like she's kind of like trying to start fights with people, and she's getting but like that's Dorinda. No, but I I know there's a she's difference. super aggressive. I know, but there's a different. I feel like there's been a turn in her. I like fun aggressive Dorinda, but now I feel like Dorinda is just becoming almost mean, and. Uh, have you was, been paying attention to Dorinda? No, I have. I've been fa- paying very close attention to Dorinda. I think she's being very mean to Tinsley. I feel like she's trying to start stuff out of nothing. I feel like she's kind of grasping for fights now. And I love her funny commentary, but she's getting kind of almost cruel in a way. With, with her confessionals, the way she's calling out people, not in a funny, fun way, but more of like making fun of them or trying to attack them. And I don't know what it is. Maybe it's because she's cut back on the drinking. <laughs> she's a little bit more tense. No, Dorinda's always been like this. Think back to season seven, her first ever season. And she gets so cruel and vicious with Heather over nothing when they're just at dinner. And Dorinda's like, oh, don't use profanity. And Heather's like, well, you know, I didn't think profanity was that big of a deal. Like, you guys sometimes curse. And they're like, no, that's not proper. Like, don't curse. Don't curse. And then Dorinda gets super vicious, starts screaming at her. But because of one little, to me, very petty argument, 
Like, come on, this is like mundane, don't you think? Very yeah. trivial. Like, this is not like super consequential here. This is about using the F word or not. Dorinda's like laying into Heather. But I feel like we've been living with rose colored glasses on with Dorinda for a couple of seasons. I feel like she's gotten into a comfortable place where she doesn't have to be mean. She doesn't, she's done crazy moments. She's had the drunken Ramona. She's well, last season at Cartagena. I was, I was really upset with Dorinda because I thought she was very vicious with Lou. Which was deserved. Des- well, Eddie, that wasn't deserved. Oh, you're telling me that Luann didn't deserve to be attacked by all those women because she literally stole the man from under Sonia and then married him And four months later? We have this conversation all the time, right? It's, it's about delivery, right? There could be merit to criticizing someone, but what's the substance of the criticism? We, we've been having the same discussion in regards to the criticism of Tinsley, right? Yes. Where you are like, she deserves criticism, but you are very, very upset with the substance of the criticism. Well, let's talk about Dorinda's... Oh, I didn't say Tinsley deserves criticism. No, well, okay, off podcast you did. You said you said that they have a right to feel like she isn't being fully forthcoming. You said that. You said that, and I but said... But you agreed. You said, yeah, she hasn't been fully forthcoming. But I said she's been more forthcoming than some of the other people on the show, including okay, but, Ramona. Okay, you could be more than another thing, but still not fully the thing. <laughs> all right, I mean, all right, if you want to take back what you said earlier, that's totally fine. I but, do feel like Tinsley's given us a lot more this season, and she has revealed a lot of her But you also life. said, unless you want to take that back, you also said that you felt like she hasn't been fully forthcoming in regards to the Scott I, situation. No, okay. So now I think you might okay. have heard me wrong, because I said she wasn't All right, let's fully... not jump to that then. Let's not jump to that. Okay. I just wanted, I wanted to use that as an example. Okay. Okay, let's, let's go back. Let's go back a little bit. Would you agree that... Um, it's not okay that to, to lay into someone fully just because they deserve criticism. You still have to have constructive criticism. So in the case of Dorinda versus Luann Cartagena, I'm, I can't believe we're relitigating this, but yeah, Luann may have been kind of overstepping her boundaries by saying, okay, now you're starting up again. But for Dorinda to go, oh, I guess you're going to have a mugshot again. Oh, I'm not the one who was arrested. That is not constructive. That is cruel. Now, if she were to say, Luann, I feel like right now in this moment, you are overstepping. You are judging me. I've had a couple drinks. That's not okay. Do you understand my feelings on this right now? This is really upsetting me. That would be different. So just because Luann deserves criticism doesn't mean you could say anything to her. Is that, what you're, is that what you're saying? Do you think if someone deserves criticism, then you could do whatever you want? You could say whatever. I mean, my thing is like in that moment where she was sitting at the dinner table... I think you're living in a fantasy world if you're thinking that you could have right there been like, you know what, Luann, I'm just going to stop you right now. I'm feeling very upset by what you're saying. I mean, this is... No, that's is, the real world. No, the real world is how that yes, works. but this is reality TV. And honestly, and this is the, but the reaction she had... especially vile. Okay. I honestly, oh, if someone came after me like that... Most people agree with that. Even you, you, you said that that was cruel and Dorinda mean. should apologize for it. I, I do, but in we the could, moment... We could pull back. I no, could, I could no, pull a and she does, but Bravo in the moment, editors on you. But in the moment, but in the moment, totally valid. But she should have apologized for it afterwards. No, I, I do agree for that. I don't that. think it's ever valid. Okay. I don't you've, think... So. You've never been in a moment... You're going to tell me that no, you I'm are... Never. You've never been in a moment where you're where you're drunk, you're heated, someone says something to you, and you just cut right back at them? Uh, not No, not to that extent. I have never done that. I have actually never done that. Okay, then where... I mean, I... Well, because, because I'm thoughtful about how another person feels in that moment because you know 
it's not just saying something. There's another person receiving what oh, you're no, saying. Oh, no, I understand. And if they said something to me that's vicious and vile but and what they what Luann said wasn't that insane. It was not it was Great. very condescending and for someone yeah. who has so been that. and for someone this who has been attacked on television multiple times for their drinking i understand why she came out after them and went back at them but sometimes you could, you're in but, those moments but why are you talking about her arrest why are you talking about her mug shot because she knew it would hurt her the most and if you pull you know back it's funny we've totally turned on this because you were just saying oh i think dorinda's gone way too cruel she's way too comfortable she's being way too mean to everyone and now we've like that gone was, to 180 that was one moment i'm we're talking about i yeah. feel like this season though she has been very outspoken about Luann and very mean about Luann this entire season. She's been very upset and very cruel about the things she said about Ramona all season. She's been very outwardly aggressive and very mean and vicious to Tinsley. Now, those are three separate people that she's doing attacks yeah, on for the whole season. Yeah, my point is this season. is just Dorinda. She's always been I like know, this. I know, but what you're, what you're saying is that like she's always been this mean. She's always been this cruel. Yeah. To one specific person and possibly one instance during the season where no, she has no, a blow she has up. Multiple, no, she has multiple instances. I feel Each like Each season, yes. I feel like this season I've seen a meaner Dorinda than I've ever seen before. I feel like she yeah. might be hardened from seasons before. Do you remember season nine when she was on a campaign to destroy Sonia? They're at Ramona's party and Candace Bushnell is there oh, and she yes. has the whole whole diatribe about oh yeah well, you're, not well you know, bitch that whole thing but, yeah but before yes. they're not well bitch when they're at the dinner she's like oh yeah you know like Sonya's a turnstile everyone's just sleeping with her da 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 she was laying into Sonya and that wasn't the only time of that season she's like there's this there's this friends of, friend of Richard's who ha- is able to get all sorts of information and Carol's like what are you talking about What what is this like the FBI or a PI. She's like, no, neither. But I have a whole dossier on Sonya. Oh, yeah. I could when destroy she says her the life. Dossier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dorinda is crazy, dude. I love Dorinda though. But see, but I'm. Not, I feel like you're ignoring Dorinda's I I, history. So, okay, so maybe this is the feeling. Then I've loved Dorinda before, and I've enjoyed her. This season, I haven't enjoyed her. I don't think she's funny anymore. I, I don't she had think she's season. fun. I, you think she, this was her comeback season? I thought last season she wasn't fun, and now actually this she, season she was a little oh more fun. Oh my god, no! I feel like I. She I'm was totally very flipped. kind in apologizing to Lou early in the season. Her and Bethany had a nice bond throughout until the season. She didn't right after until she took it back. Yeah, but never to her face. She was never... Which is worse. Yeah, but she didn't even talk that much shit behind Lou's back, to be honest. Just a little bit here and there with Bethany. like. But it was never that mean. It was just like, you know, right now, Lou is not accessible, which was true, which Lou has copped to. She was like, I was in my own like self-care preservation mode. And you're going to tell me her sitting here on the reunion and making fun of Tinsley's dead dog, pretending to warm her hands up over the fire of the dog dying, <laughs> is not mean? D- Dorinda is always pretty awful at reunions. Like, she just loses her shit. Last year at the reunion, I she mean, lost her shit until the yeah, end Yeah, maybe what I'm trying to say is I feel like... Like I've lost the fun of Dorinda. I'm mm. not seeing fun Dorinda anymore. I'm only seeing the bad. Like I've had rose, like I said, rose colored glasses on season four because yeah. she does those bad things, but you forget about them and you're like, yeah. I still love Dorinda because she still has the fun. She's really hilarious. She brings the humor. This season, I'm like just straight mean Dorinda. I feel like I did not see one fun moment of Dorinda at all. And that's why I feel like my taste has changed. Okay. I think here's another major difference between you and me. I rewatch these seasons constantly because I just love it. True. Whereas I watch them and I experience them. Yeah. And then I go. So 
rewatch without the rose colored glasses, you're going to notice Dorinda and I did, is insane. And we did that recently when I did Kim Richards was because I loved Kim Richards when we first started right. watching the show. And I, when we've been rewatching for Housewives history, I'm like, no, her story is so dark. I do not love the idea of Kim Richards. Like it is a very sad, dark story. Yeah. So maybe I've just been disillusioned by Dorinda for so long that I'm like, she's fine. And now she's being mean. But maybe I just haven't seen it before because she was new. She was bringing the drunk funny. We had the speeches. We had the tumbles. We had the laughs. But then now this season, I felt like that was Sonia. I mean, Sonia is always the comic relief of the show, but I wasn't getting a lot of fun Dorinda. I was seeing Dorinda in a lot of drama. I was seeing Dorinda in a lot of fights. Go back and rewatch. There are some cringeworthy moments. Remember the trip to Puerto Rico with Bethany? True. That was when she calls out the guy and she's like, "My my husband went to." They don't have college. (laughs) Yeah, I I did a I did a spirited reading of that. But okay, we need to move from Dorinda because we have so much more to talk about, including Tinsley. Let's talk about um, Dorinda attacking Tinsley for leaving New York City. So basically. The women are all fighting with Tinsley because they're saying Tinsley does not show enough. Now, let's go back to what I said earlier because I said Tinsley has not hit her stride yet in Housewives history. I feel like next season is where she's going to be full Tinsley and full going. I hope so. And what you, I think what you thought I was saying was that she has been fully revealing of herself and that's why she hasn't hit her stride. All right. I misinterpreted. I'm, okay. I'm just being real. I don't think I ever said that she wasn't like that... You agreed that she hasn't been fully forthcoming. What I was saying was, Tinsley, you, and you said, I, you, I don't think Tinsley's hit her stride. I don't think Tinsley's hit her stride. I don't think she will. And I said, I feel like she's started to hit it this season with the way she's come back at the woman. She's starting to reveal more stuff about her life. In the reunion, she goes down the list. She goes, you know what? You guys have all these questions. I grew up in the South. I lived in the largest house in West Virginia. I was the head of the debutante ball. I got into a bad situation with my boyfriend. The reason I had to live with Sonia is because my mom didn't want me to live alone. So she gave us I'm the a- Wikipedia entry of her life. Great. You don't think she's been putting it all out there this season with the whole Scott situation? Are you serious? I am because, okay. <laughs> no. You, okay. I'm, no. We've seen her go through that breakup. We've seen her fighting to like not call him and stuff. There was clear drama going on. And I think it was very rude for the woman to put her in this situation because if Bethany was put in the same situation, she would have had the same outcome. If they would have said, please call Paul right now and tell him that you love him. If you're not engaged by the end of the year, then you guys are broken up. Would Bethany have done that? She would have said, absolutely not. That's my personal boyfriend. I don't think he'd feel comfortable with me doing that. I just feel like it's always pulling teeth with Tinsley. Even in the that situation you just referenced, that was coaxed out of Tinsley, right? She didn't offer up anything. I feel like the other housewives other than Ramona, offer up things. But Tinsley has to be brought to that place where then she's giving you information. Even in this reunion, when she when she ultimately revealed that she is still seeing Scott every now and again. They went on a vacation together and they even slept together. That ha- Every layer to that had to be delivered as an answer to a question. It wasn't offered. And he had to go, okay, so wait, did you go together? Uh, did you sleep in the same... Ben, did you, you you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Whereas, like, even a Bethany who, yeah, there's some parts of her life which may remain private, um, she will tell us stuff. See, and I and that's the thing, and that's why I, I that's what I was gonna go off and I was gonna say right now is because I think there's a clear divide in the women. There is 
the Bethany Tinsley, and then there's the Sonia Ramona Luann. And the thing is with Bethany is playing it the right way because Bethany is able to keep the secrets like Tinsley is about her relationships and her love life, but she's feeding out other information that you want to know. Oh, here's my skinny girl. Oh, here's my disease. Oh, here's Bren. Here's these things. Because Tinsley, like Bethany, is still trying to find a relationship, create a family, actually, you know, like do all these things that these other three women, Luann, Ramona, uh, Sonia, they could give two crap's ass about what's going to happen. They're not, right. you know, they can still sleep with any man they want. They can still hook up with anyone that they want. They don't, they're not worried. They're, their children are full grown. They don't have to worry about any of those situations anymore. You know, Ramona's partying with Avery. Sonia's living with her daughter. <laughs> Luann's getting sued by her kids. Like, these are adults <laughs> at this point. Whereas these two are still trying to form their lives and still grow. Those women are post-menopause. These ladies are ready to like, you know, live, at least kind of live their lives a little bit still. So I feel... I feel where Tinsley's coming from, but I do feel like she's coming to her own this season. I feel like we got to actually see more old Tinsley, but way back before she even came on The Housewives, back when I knew her as a socialite. <laughs> High society, bitch. Um, I, but- I will admit, she's had some great moments. She had a great moment in Miami when she called out Lou. She had a great moment on this reunion when uh, she called out Ramona and she said, your shit was all over social media. What are you exactly. talking about personal? No, I admit that. She has grown. But I still think that uh, she she is she's falling well short of the housewife standard. And I think we're going to see that fixed next season because this is something else I want to talk about. Whereas I feel like because she's kind of seen as this little baby and like the little sister of the group. Which she acknowledges. Which she acknowledges is that she doesn't feel like, I feel like maybe she doesn't feel like she can have her own storylines in this woman because she has to be this kind of little sister figure. She can't speak her voice and be on her own, which is why I think they're going to start bringing in and why she has been filming with younger housewives, more of her people in her circle. The mooch. The Mooch's wife, like all this stuff. And, you know, she needs peers. Exactly. She that's needs the peers. problem. And I think that's why she's been kind of hindered in her growth as a housewife is because these aren't her peers. Who is she hanging out with? Sonia and Ramona, who are like at least what, 25, 30 years older than her? And you know what it is, too? It's not even an age issue because I think age can be overcome. It's a society issue. And it's, it may be a society issue, but I think it's also a group issue because. Sonia kind of screwed it up from the beginning. The moment Tinsley came in, she was immediately under the gun by Sonia, who was infantilizing her, right? Treating her like a daughter. Oh, uh, what time are you coming home? Oh, why are you uh, having my assistant grab packages for you? Why aren't you cleaning your room? Like literally treating her like her daughter, like her child, infantilizing her. And I think that kind of subconsciously bled through the group a hundred percent they may never admit it but you know they they know sonia they love sonia they've been around her for years so of course a part of how she reacts to tinsley and how she treats tinsley is then going to be reflected in the rest of the group and you want to know something else i was just thinking of too and this might be part of the reason why we got the big fight on pride ah okay right sorry things are starting to click for me with tinsley now that you said that I and and speaking of Sonia right. and Sonia's reunion tactics, I oh, think you, sh- you should break down the Pride thing for listeners oh, who may not have okay. watched it. So yeah. basically, what happened at Pride was Tinsley. Well, this was on IG stories, by the way. This was on Kelly Dodd from Milhouse's <laughs> Orange County's so funny IG story. She's filming a car with her, Leanne Locken, Reza, Sonia, and Tinsley. Yep. And Sonia and Tinsley are 
screaming at each other. Like full-fledged screaming. We find out later that it was a fight because of the townhouse, which we just talked about years ago when they lived together. And then it comes to a point where Sonia's like, well, Andy didn't even want you anyways. Right. I had to bring you on. It was because of That was the shocker line. So this is my thing, is I think... Part of the reason Dorinda has gone so full gung ho on Tinsley is because Sonia won't do it herself. And Dorinda is fighting, is being the pit bull for Sonia. Because Sonia, first of all, doesn't want blood on her hands. She knows Dorinda will do it. She knows Dorinda might have the same feeling. So Sonia's keeps, close with the family. Close to the family. If Sonia keeps going, I'm going to just give you little tidbits to Dorinda. Get Dorinda fired up. Get Dorinda to attack Tinsley. Her hands are clean. But she's like, you know what? Dorinda's right, Tinsley. Tinsley, Dorinda's right. What she's saying, you have to listen to her. This is not just me who's saying this right. anymore, which she does. Because in season nine, Sonia played it all wrong because Sonia was just going after Tinsley exactly. and feeding stories to page six. And then exactly. everyone turned on Sonia because mm-hmm. they're all like, you're being super petty and also like, stop leaking stories to page six. And <laughs> Lisa then, Vanderpump. Well, well, no, that was Radar Online. I said Lisa Vanderpump. Right. But honestly, the only person who's like really tight with page six right now is Ramona and Luann because I only see them on page six every day. They love page six. Luann attention. gives exclusives to page six every day. <laughs> like we found out today, Luann is coming out with a feeling Giovanni IV drip. Oh my god! To get you energized and ready. Lou, what are you doing? It's a it's the IV, if you guys haven't heard of IV, IV drips, they're all over the United States. Like you get them after Coachella or whatever. They're like two hundred and fifty a pop. <laughs> well, IV drips are are a, a it's long a time. No, I mean IV drips are a long time mainstay in hospitals. What are you talking about? It's not like some new well, no, Coachella. Like, thing. No, but like the new like. Yeah, you're talking about the, the new application of it. Of IV drips. Yeah, but people know what IV drips are. No, but I'm saying like what this, like what, Luann's yeah. not going into hospitals and being like, I'm no, selling know, you guys my feeling Giovanni for all the cancer patients. No, no, this, the, no. The, these are for uh, hangovers. It's, yeah, so you get, you get after Coachella, you get it for a hangover, it's like 30 minutes to an hour, you know, like 45 minutes, you get your drips, now you can get your feeling Giovanni drip. I don't even know where I was going with this, but page six, <laughs> back to ad. Sonia. Hashtag but like you were saying, ad. yes, so Sonia played it wrong because she was, yeah. she was the attacker and now now I think she's she, using Dorinda as a shield. Yeah, she's feeding information to the rest of the cast, and they are following following her lead. Yes, because I don't know if I believe the situation about this arrangement. Right, you were kind of talking about it, and you're like, "Well, like it's a hundred thousand dollars for that apartment a year. She hotel. doesn't make that, or the hotel for yeah. a year. She doesn't make that much money on the show." And I'm like, "But she was. Well, she like, does, but it would be impossible to afford that plus." you know, all the other things she does. See, but I, I don't know if I believe it because I do believe that her family has money and all these women are all like, we don't talk about money, blah, blah, blah. But you have to think, her dad's dead. She probably has some divorce settlement money. She was, you know, she's very wealthy. She has dresses she can sell. She has things that she can do. She does sponsorship. She does deals. She does hosting. She does, you know, events. She gets paid to go to events still. You know, it's not like this money's coming out of thin air. I think these women are kind of like, and like she says, I think these women are a little bit like, all kind of on the broker end at this point. I mean, you have Luann who's having to not having to ask friends for money to buy a freaking house because she doesn't have enough on her own and is literally slaving away on a cabaret tour because she loves the stage. Uh-uh. Her bank account's dwindling. Then you got Ramona <laughs> who's actually doing pretty well, but she's spending up all of her money on Avery on booze, her vodka <laughs> drinks, you know, making a little touch up, some boobs done, getting her Mariah Carey hair done. Then you got Sonia, who we all knew was poor, had to move in with her daughter because she can't afford I mean, a place I don't know if she's, she has an arrangement, but... But what I'm saying is, Tinsley brought up a good point. I don't have a kid. 
all of the rest of you have children. Hello, have you ever heard of Dinks? Double income, no kids. Those people are wealthy as hell, honey. They get in the new dresses. They get in the new clothes. They're going on vacations. They got that penthouse. You got to be a dink to get it. Maybe, maybe. But the thing is, like, the, amount she, the amount she spends on shoes and purses and clothes might as well be two or three children. Have you seen Sex in the City? <laughs> yeah. A big fan. Manolo Blahniks. We talked about <laughs> okay, this. Okay, I also want to quickly touch on... Bef- Quick, quickly on that note, though. We do know she still sees Scott. Yes. And she has a pretty extravagant lifestyle. I mean, I, I wouldn't be surprised if Scott threw her some money here and there. Or a dress or a pair of shoes. I don't think yeah. he's paying her. Yeah. I don't think she's a no, prostitute. That's not at all what I'm saying. That's not at all what I'm saying. He's just a really, really wealthy dude. They dated for over a year. And if she needs some help, I feel like that's he could help her. It's more like they're close friends. And I gotta find a close friend that will throw me right. some money to get a penthouse we'll in New find York. Find a really wealthy, rich friend. <laughs> who's who's like you know what's what's a couple grand here and there that's that's what i'm saying yeah, scott you got any what, friends what working at that, that coupon cabin i got that over t- i'm going to chicago in a couple weeks maybe i'll mm-hmm. i'll go i'll hit up coupon cabin scott S- scott's available maybe <laughs> maybe tinsley will be there i i want to touch on the fact with tinsley that um her three chihuahuas bambi and her father are all in boxes in their living room in palm palm beach how do you feel about that little uh, mausoleum she's got there <laughs> Maybe it'll become like a, a tour site, you know, on the Housewives tour. Yeah, to go go to Palm go visit, Beach. Go visit Bambi. There's a lot of stuff we could do in Palm Beach, That's actually. what I'm saying. That could be a big stop on the tour. You know, we got to go visit the hotel where Luann got arrested at. We got to go to the site of Luann's wedding. Exactly. I, but I also want to I wanna see uh, how these boxes are set up, what the boxes look like. I want to know if it's like a nesting doll situation where there's like <laughs> urn inside of urn inside of an urn. You got the three chihuahuas and then... You know, I don't know. I'm just, I was. That's an idea. Hey, million dollar idea. Let's take it to market. Earns for your family. Nesting doll earns. <laughs> hey, it could be the new thing. I'm already thinking of design. Okay. <laughs> Let's move to um, Bethany. Or not Bethany, Luann. Yeah. And, and this involves Bethany too. Of course. Um, before, we get, before we get deep and heavy, funniest moment of, one of my funniest moments was um, they were talking about Tinsley and her Pinot Grigio and how she took over the Pinot Grigio and her mom was like, I'm fine now. I have, you know, vodka infused seltzer. It's for the millenniums. <laughs> um, for the and, millenniums. And Andy's like, Andy and Bethany are like, the what? We talked about this, the Ramonisms. She's great. Um, let's start with footage that we did not see about Luann first before we start the conversation yeah. because this is kind of towards the end of Luann's package situation. It wasn't even part of her package. It was more of like an inserted scene right? Um, that we had not seen before. And this is the scene of her with a breathalyzer. And she's speaking about how when she was in Miami, when after Bethany lashed out on her, you know, life is not a cabaret speech, she was on the the sidewalk outside and was like, I'm ready to go. And she was like, if I leave now, I'll have a drink. And the next day, I guess she took this breathalyzer and kind of was explaining to the ladies, you know, this is what would happen, you know, if I failed the breathalyzer, I'd go to jail. And we find out that the sun, the weekend after Easter, she had a couple of mimosas, did one of these breathalyzers at three o'clock thinking it would be out of her system. And it wasn't. At, I believe it was actually on Easter. On Easter? At 10 a.m. Was when she had the drink. Had the, had the mimosa. And then she 3 had two p.m. mimosas. So let's say between 10 a.m. and 11. And her breathalyzer was scheduled for 3 p.m. I'm telling you right now, 
if she had two mimosas at 10 a.m. and the breathalyzer wasn't until 3 p.m., she had more than two mimosas. Well, I think she started drinking at 10 a.m. So I, she's not finished t- till what, 11, 11.30? How, how, quick, how quickly do you drink mimosas? Two mimosas? Yeah. <laughs> do you really want to know? Well, are we talking like binging or, or a casual brunch? Casual brunch. Let's say casual brunch. You're not finishing that in 30 minutes. Two? I'd say like 10 minutes. <laughs> Five minutes each if we're sipping. If we're giving a sinner's juice. Orange gym. juice can be acidic. That can that could not be easy to go down. That can... Have you ever seen that video where the guy like suction cups the the champagne bottle to his lips and then like arches his head back just full on flat and he just goes and then he pulls it out and he's like, yeah. No. That's, that's me on my first seven at brunch. <laughs> But so you're saying you're saying two mimosas equals 20, ten minutes. I'm saying she. There's no way it took her more than forty five minutes to finish these. I two believe drinks. it took it, but between hour hour and a half. I think it's she was casually drinking a mimosa. Ten a.m. is more like ten fifteen, right? She's not being exactly accurate with the if, numbers. My thing is, if she was trying to hide it, she would have drank them within the hour. Thinking if I get just have these two mimosas with a, an hour brunch. Have them, they'll be out of my system by three. So is this conspiracy, Eddie? You're saying that it was more than two. I believe it was more than two mimosas. Maybe you're right. I don't don't think uh, mimosas, and we also have to think about the mimosas. Was it a drop of orange juice or was it half orange juice? Like, that's the whole thing about her story is like, we don't know. And that's the point. That part for me was like, I drank the mimosa at 10. I got breathalyzed at three. That. Two mimosas at 10 to 3 p.m., that does not... Doesn't compute. It doesn't compute if she, unless she was drinking it all the way until 2 p.m. or she was having more than two mimosas because she's a very thin woman. She's very athletic. That's going to flush through your system. If she's still drinking water and trying to be healthy and trying to get those things out, it's going to hit you more because you haven't drank in a while, but it's also going to flush out of your system. Well, and but then we also have to see what the breathalyzer needs to be at. Is it like 0.001? No, that that was actually going to be my my next point. I feel like you're considering um, that she could driving. be under the legal limit. And yeah, I'm thinking that's where I'm thinking. Yeah, but it's any measure would send her to jail. It's not being under 0.08. It's she has to be under 0.001. But then it, the not other, even a speck can appear. But you can have like a fruit or a drink or something that's not alcoholic, but still have alcoholic tend- like properties in it, and you can still. But have- that's not enough. We're talking about like champagne. What is that? Twelve percent. Yeah, that's significant. Me, that's I'm, trying, significant. I'm just trying to like dig Luann. Yeah, into yeah a you're hole. always trying to, but I'm also always trying to defend Luann. I know. You're always we I'm were a good saying, yin and yang. You're always I'm trying to attack saying, Luann. I'm always trying for to defend me, Luann. For me, for me, for me. I just don't think it was so maybe she had three. Still, she should have had zero. <laughs> she should, uh, yes, she should have had zero. She shouldn't have had any. Um, and, and that was Bethany's. Point. But this, but this d- drives into like a whole other situation where Bethany is now basically upset. Yeah. Goes back into the dining out on your the, on your sobriety. How Luann left twelve days after she got into rehab for the second time, which you're supposed to stay for twenty one. But also mentions the fact that. The, all the ladies 28, had 28 days. Tw- it was 21. It was oh, 21, 21 was what she had to say. And Luann was saying that she did stay 21. Um, 
and there was information that nobody knew and she was about to reveal it but she kept getting cut off and we never got that information I'm hoping we get that at the beginning she's of like three. I have paperwork I have all this stuff don't no but that it. was in reference to something else she oh. was like I'm going to tell you something you don't know the paperwork was in reference to the fact that uh, she had she was going to go to court again which you know we saw in the news uh, to prove that uh, the report that was filed about her was inaccurate. Yes. So that was a whole separate thing. But she was saying, like, I have this information that you don't know, that you don't know, and she never told it. I'm hoping that does get revealed in part three. Um, But Bethany also said, remember, that all the ladies have heard stories of Luann slipping. Yeah, but... And then Luann cut her off and was like, look... If anything you guys say can be used in court, and Bethany's like, okay, I don't want to go down that road then. However, we all feel like you're not taking your probation seriously. And she also talks about the rehab in regards to this because Luann had her cell phone the whole time in rehab. You're not supposed to have your cell phone. You're supposed to be cut off, fully immersed in your I actually didn't know this. I didn't know this. So you can't have your cell phone? Different. I think different programs are obviously Mm. different. But for the most part, I think if you're – from what it sounded like, she was in a program that was supposed to be – in highly intensive, 21 days, not having any communication with the outside world, which clearly she was because how else would she leave after 12 days to go on a cabaret and then claim that everyone supported her in this and that this was mm. her, this was really good for her recovery to go on this cabaret tour. I think she has a problem and she's making excuses at this point. And I, I, it upsets me. I do think she has a problem. I think she has a problem. But she it, says that too. Yeah, she no. says she struggles and every you single can, day. And you can say it all you want, but until you're actually actively working to combat that in a real way, it's not the words mean nothing. It's the action, and that's what Bethany's getting at. Is like you can say you have a problem all you want. You can say you want to change. We gave you the tools to f- start healing yourself, and you threw those tools to the curb, which is where Bethany's upsetness comes from. Which I completely agree with the rest of the ladies. It's like. Look at your life situation. Look at this cabaret. Look what it has done to you. It has gotten you into trouble after, you know, you were already on the up and up. You were, you went to rehab. You were not slipping. You were going to be okay. And then because you're in the situation, which they all bring up, which is heavily alcohol infused, it's at bars, it's at cabaret. It's the whole point of it is alcohol, essentially. I mean, you were at Countess and Friends. Uh, It's a shit show. It's... And you're telling it's beyond, me it's beyond being at a bar where yes. there's a whole range of p- uh, drunkenness. Everyone at Luann's cabaret is fucked up, like and, really wasted. And you're like, telling me that doesn't affect wasted. her, but looking at Bethany's wine glass does. No, I actually think you touched on something really crucial there with that point. So you know what I think it is? I think Luann wants to have her cake and eat it too. Yes. Because what doesn't resonate with me is the idea that. Uh, Luann doesn't want to combat it because she is taking actionable steps to combat it. She's seeing a therapist. She's doing other things even outside of obviously her court mandated stuff, right? She There's the court mandated stuff and I can get why people are cynical about that. It's like, would you do it if you weren't mandated? Fine. But she is trying. I think the cabaret though doesn't blend well with trying to combat her issues and that's where you just touched on something crucial you can't go all in on your sobriety when you're putting yourself in that environment on a weekly basis you simply cannot so that's where i say she's having her cake and eating it too she wants to 
go to the therapy. She wants to work on her sobriety, go to A, do all that stuff. Um, but also then, you know, put herself in these super toxic situations. That temptation is constantly there. And unless your mother freaking Teresa... And I'm not talking about Judice. I mean, we were seeing her. It's hard we, to avoid the temptation. We were seeing her eye that wine glass when they were in Miami. Right. And she's like, in one instance. She's uncomfortable by it. She's and one instance sets her off. So you're like, it's exactly that. It's, and by the way, she admits that. She even says like, well, Bethany, when you came into my room with the wine glass, it kind of like threw me. Which is and fine. You, you can see, say that all you want. Right. But the reason Bethany is like, I don't buy that 100%. Is because you're doing cabaret. Is because you're doing cabaret. You're surrounding yourself with people who are drinking. When in Miami, when that guy's like, oh, let's go get a drink together. And she's like on camera, she's like, oh, I can't do that. And he's like, oh, I forgot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of weird things that I've noticed this season that seem like sneaky behavior. I'm just giving her a little more credit than you are. I, think. I know you are. And I understand that anything can be used in court, but we're not a housewife. No, so they I'm, don't not, care. I'm not talking about that. It just... I feel like it'd be very, very Neither tough. Use, there's, they subpoena us. They're listening to the pod. No, it's just that. Look, finding out that she does do three scheduled breathalyzers a day, obviously, like you mentioned, there could be ways to get around that. Mm-hmm. But that does mean that for a significant portion of the day, that she is sticking to her sobriety, right? So she's not like some super spy here. You know what I mean? And she definitely yeah. doesn't have like antidotes. But I mean, you can she, have a moment or here where you blow it and have a friend blow into it. And we she, all saw 40 oh, year old virgin. Okay. I don't know about that. Maybe, maybe, but we do know that she, <laughs> me more conspiracies, <laughs> more lies, but we do know she slipped yeah. because she did. Right. So it, I've never said it wasn't a struggle. I've never said she's been perfect, but I do think that she is trying somewhat, but she is also, I agree, putting herself in a precar- precarious situation. My thing is I don't think she's making... You said she's somewhat trying to make herself better. I think like she's doing all the things to make it have the image that she's doing all the right things. And she's just like... So I guess can- that's where we disagree. I do uh, yeah. think some part of her does want to improve. I My thing is, is I feel like she's like, why the hell did I get caught drinking? Why the <laughs> hell did this have to be me? I shouldn't be the one that has to stop having fun when all the rest of these ladies can get drunk <laughs> as they want. I'm the only one who went to jail. I think that's the real problem with Luann. I think... She doesn't want to be sober. I feel like she has to be sober, and that's where it's bugging her. Don't hate the player, hate the game. Exactly. Blame She's, it on the ah, 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 Hey, ah, you're the ah, one go. who got caught. You're the one, you know, I haven't seen, you know, I haven't seen Dorinda or Ramona or Sonia or Bethany or Tinsley even in handcuffs, so. Well. <laughs> well, I've seen Tinsley in handcuffs. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, we've seen Tinsley in this yeah. exact same situation. Which is why I loved when Tinsley came out. She's like, yeah, I'm drinking the wind. You can't, but I can. <laughs> well, I think we covered it all for part two. I think we did. Sorry for fighting with you earlier. I love fighting you know, with you, You know, we get Eddie. into it. It's one of my favorite pastimes. All right. Well, if you guys don't want to miss part three or any of the rest of our super fun podcast recaps that we're going to be doing, right now we have Potomac. We have Southern Charm, Regular, and New Orleans. We have the end of Beverly Hills. We have the end of Potomac coming soon. We have OC coming and Dallas. So make sure you guys are subscribed wherever you're listening, whether that's SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play Music, iTunes, or Spotify. And if you guys want to follow us on socials, it's at Hot and Bravo on Twitter and Instagram. That's H-O-T and B-R-A-V-O-D. Armin, how can people find you? At Armin Mahram. And I'm at Eddie underscore Strata. We will see you guys next time.